Hey everybody, welcome to F1 or F Off, your audio pit stop for F1 news, interviews, and race reviews. I'm your host, Gabe. And I'm Idris. And for those of you with the video feed, I'm sorry, I'm like adjusting my camera. <laughs> it's <laughs> this gone should be good. This should be good for the recording. It's gone Yeah, and rogue. now it's yeah. like blurry. Look everyone, we're real people. AF, we are not perfect. Good. This yeah. is, uh, uh, you know, despite popular belief in what you might think, we are, uh, we are not, <laughs> we're not perfect here. And yeah. uh, neither was this race, if we're honest. It's not well. It's perfect for some people, but not yeah. perfect for others. So yeah, well, yeah. Well, welcome everybody to our discussion of the Hungarian Grand Prix, uh, Lord of the Wheels, Return of the Kings. Um, <laughs> I actually kind of wanted to say Kangs, like <laughs> Record of the Kangs, <laughs> Dukes, Duchesses, all of them, all the nobles returning. <laughs> If you don't know why we're referencing that, well, then you need to hop on the social medias because it is very apparent who has returned to the paddock. And that is Danny. Oh, you know what? I guess the title is kind of a, a triple entendre then. Yeah. Because, like, what I was going for was based off of the results of Quali, right? Sure, and, sure. And then, and then the results of the race. But, yes, sure. we also have the smiling... The smiling, uh, I don't know, not a grimace, just Danny Ricardo's <laughs> got a very like goofy smile that's lovable, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. it was very nice to see that big old grin in the F1 intro, yes. Although, um, I uh, they it's a it's a less of a grin that cartoon version of him that they have for the kids that's like. I was looking at that and I was thinking, okay, wait a minute, is that supposed to be Danny Ricardo or did they was that like Nick DeVries and then they just said it's Ricardo <laughs> because they threw those together like I, I don't know who did the It was weird, yeah. They're not I'm just objectively, I'm just going to say they're not very good. They're okay. But I like think some of them are good. Some they, of these. It, it looks like the same if you like if you've seen a Kroger or like a Fred Meyer commercial. Yes, like that level yes. of simply simplistic. Yeah, and I would encourage everybody who's listening, um, if you have not, spend some time. That's about you can watch like that. Uh, they do two seasons of it. McLaren for their like fiftieth. I think it was their fiftieth anniversary. Mm-hmm. It was seventy fifth anniversary. I don't remember. They had a thing called Tuned, which they basically had an animated like mini cartoon series based around the history of their successful drivers and them as a team and all of the animation of the characters is so well done like it's a perfect example of like characterization of people you know like their their features are exaggerated in this ways Mm -hmm. that they're instantly recognizable and so you look at these ones that they posted for these new and honestly nothing like none of them looked like the people that they were supposed to be really like with uh, maybe like one or two like i think oscar piastri looked kind of like him oscar wasn't bad oscar, oscar wasn't, wasn't bad, bad. Yeah. um and then and then the one um, that really yeah. botas and, and joe were pretty much those are good them right i was a little upset that alonzo was not the one that because they had that same formula where it's like one of them was smirking Mm-hmm. And then the other one had like the goofy smile that like sort of duo like kind of yin yang like you know goofy friend with like serious mm-hmm. you know think like um, Mako and Bolin from uh, or not um, Avatar from um, from Korra uh, oh yeah 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 the Legend of Korra yeah no. they that was that's the sort of dynamic you know that they were going for and it's pretty yeah. generic but who knows hey it's for the kids whatever you know it's not necessarily for us I think but, but I think it could have been better <laughs> okay but like honestly real talk looking at them. Like, 
they don't really look like them, right? They don't know. Alonzo's oh. Alonzo's wasn't good. Dude, go Alban, they completely they completely missed the mark on Alban. Oh yeah. Um, Lewis, the only only reason you can recognize that as Lewis is because he's black and has cornrows, or he's a darker skinned right. avatar, left out, which is messed his, up. Yeah, they yeah. left out his like tooth gap, which yeah, is like, like one of the big defining characteristics yeah. of his face. You know, it's right. one of the recognizable things. Um, you know, go to go to if you're looking at it, go to Alpine because Alban and Gasly look nothing like who they actually are. It's like I, I was just so confused. I'm like, who are these two? I, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They made like Ocon look like kind of like smoky and sultry. It's like he doesn't look like a Bond villain. What is this? Yeah, it, <laughs> not not great, not great, not yeah. not great at all. Um, but anyway, um, well, we we didn't get a chance to enjoy the kids' um, telecast, but we did get the adult show of uh, Brundle and Crofty and uh all the commentators arguing back and forth um <laughs> which is at this point very customary um you you think they argue a lot like they well they definitely do in practice and sometimes it's for really dumb things yeah i mean they, um, they could probably get bored though you know yeah i guess it's true well we'll definitely talk about some of the opinions they had because there are some where we agree and there's some that we do not agree with them um and we yeah. will definitely get to that but first would you say let's talk about Oh yeah, I got. Well, yeah, no, they're they're <laughs> the cooks are in the back cooking them up, so they're not bringing them out to the front yet. I'm still munching on uh, mozzarella sticks right here. So, Absolutely. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the uh, give us our little track background here on Hungry. Um, track background. So here we are, folks. Twenty third of July, the Formula <laughs> One Qatar Airways Hungarian Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, Formula me, One, Qatar Airways. What's what's that? What's the other big sponsor that's all over the place? It's Qatar Airways. Aramco. Aramco. Yeah. Yes. Formula One, Qatar Airways, Aramco, McDonald's, Roxon, Chipotle, Roxon, Chewless <laughs> Tobacco, Marlboro, Hungarian Grand Prix, twenty twenty three. Ball. Keep bussing. The the funniest. Um, <laughs> keep bussing. Buss it. <laughs> no cap. You know what? Actually, you know what's funny about you saying no cap. Anytime I see the title of a Formula One race, it's always in all caps. And I don't, it, it's, I see it and I read it as just like, Formula One Qatar Airways Hungarian Grand Prix 2023. It's it like makes Tim me think Robinson of Tim Robinson. Oh, that's a good one there. Let's do that. I'm going to Photoshop at his face and then just like, Formula One Qatar Airways Hungarian Grand Prix 2023. What was the other really long one? Oh, it was, my, uh, it was Imola. Dude, oh, that, that would have been a. It, I think man. somebody did that actually. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, but yeah, yeah. that's really funny. So yeah, the Hungar- Hung- Hungarian Grand Prix, Hungarian Grand Prix, takes place at the Hungaroring in Budapest, Hungary. Which, by the way, there was a really cool fun fact about it on the broadcast. I didn't realize that the city's only been around for 150 years after mm. the merging of three other cities or uh, city states. Mm. Maybe yeah. um, that's pretty cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty new, um, pretty fresh new country. It is a pretty fresh new well, city, right? Oh, city, yeah, yeah, yeah city. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, a pretty yeah. fresh not, not, new city. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're pretty full on cities in Hungary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 19... <laughs> we hungry. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> we, we hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Best racing movie of all time. Get at me. <laughs> is he eating like a pie or something when he says that too? It's like a hand yeah. pie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the f- first race at the Hungaroring was 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, your F1 driver with the most wins is Lewis Hamilton with eight. You know what's really funny about this, too? Mm-hmm. I didn't even have to change the prompt here, right? <laughs> From the last... 
<laughs> from the last time we reviewed it. <laughs> F1 driver with most wins, Lewis Hamilton, number of wins, eight. Done. Of course, done. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd have to change it after yesterday's quality, but, you know, mm. you know that is something. Your fun fact for the Hungaroring, other than the fact that Budapest was formed 150 years ago, is that the first F1 race held at the Hungaroring was held behind the Iron Curtain. So for those of you that don't know what the Iron Curtain is, here is a, I guess, a short history lesson. All that side of the world, <laughs> like Eastern <laughs> Eastern Europe and Russia, were pretty much, they were all under like communist rule under uh, the USSR, which is like, I actually don't even know how to properly pronounce it, but the Soviet, right? The Soviet Union. So at that point in time, there was not a whole lot of communication from that portion of Europe, that portion of the world outside and vice versa, right? Like there was kind of a tight, a tight um, lid on communication. So... They that literally was kind of built to a as wall. Iron yeah, and it was iron. No, yeah, actually, what, that, that's more yeah, Berlin Wall. The but. Berlin Wall, if for all the youngins out there, um, it was literally a wall that the yeah. uh, so that the Soviet as uh, Soviet era was a it was the it was a physical representation of the Cold War. Yeah, was, we don't want to see you. We don't want you in. We are not letting anybody over. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so it's sort of a big thing that any kind of real major, any sort of level of culture showing up from the West into the Eastern Bloc is, uh, you know, definitely, uh, a more, definitely a historical thing. Um, and fun fact, uh, additionally too, uh, apparently the Soviet, the Soviet people or the, you know, the people under Soviet rule actually had their own formula series, um, they had oh, their own really? open world, yes, and it was basically they just hodgepodged cars together with like engines from like Ladas, and like they were wow. just like, nut and bolted together. Like it was very janky. Uh, they only had like certain tracks that they had built. Wow, like, it was That's it was really cool. real. There's a whole history about it. Um, most of the cars, I mean, this was like, you know, in the eighties, you know, and the cars looked like they were in the sixties or seventies. Mm. So it was, it was definitely incredibly low tech, but it was something that they were, you know, they did, they were trying it, you know, and they, yeah. were, they were doing it. And so there's a whole kind of, um, classic sort of, uh, you know, hmm. a group of people that still drive these things around and, you know, take them to track days and stuff Dude. like that, which is kind of crazy, but that's a piece of history would you call that like soviet punk like that i like, guess era so yeah. Aesthetic? yeah yeah i mean they they were like using like i mean they were used just using what they had available which mm -hmm. you know cars made in the soviet republic were not good they yeah. were absolutely terrible and so um these things being kind of thrown together with whatever they they had available it was amazing they were able to race anything at all it was, yeah. it was nuts so hmm. um but yeah yeah, the that's first what, race that, held behind the Iron Curtain. That's that's what the Iron Curtain is. Yeah, that also makes it, you think of Ivan Drago from Rocky. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not. He's a piece of iron. Um, <laughs> it's not literally an Iron Curtain. Obviously, it's all metaphorical, but you get it. It's like the idea. It's a yeah. big, heavy divide across. And, you know, and also it wasn't a Cold War. As a child, I did not think that. I I was I was like, why is there a war about temperature? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> well, I mean, hey, that's Russia. Russia's cold. Yeah, yeah that's what I was like. Oh, okay, snow. I guess that that kind of yeah. checks, you know? Right. Yes. Good thing we have history classes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this was the lukewarm war. This is the room temperature <laughs> war. All right. Well, let's talk about the 
arguably the most exciting thing about this entire race event. Ooh, you think so? <laughs> you <laughs> think so? <laughs> Damn. This is where I put boo, 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 boo. <laughs> like oh, 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 stamp. You know, throw that or, in there. Or like oh, Steve sir. Harvey or Steve Harvey looking like real like sideways <laughs> at one of the contestants for, you know, with that mustache. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, because I mean, I know, uh, I but, know that the results mm-hmm. are like historic, and also I have my feelings about that. However, I think that this new change in the qualifying rules, mm-hmm. I think, was interesting, mm-hmm. and I like the idea behind it. I and hear. I but also, coming. what? No, 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 no. There's no but. Okay. I think the only but is that but Martin Brundle doesn't like it. I'm sorry, <laughs> Martin who? Brundle. I'm I'm sorry. I only. I only know F1 drivers from the last five years. <laughs> oh, sir! <snap. laughs> oh, combo breaker. <laughs> no, oh. I just I'm just annoyed oh. about him from last week. Oh. That, that was some nonsense, dude. Or a couple yeah, weeks back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then he goes back to just being like, "I'm Martin Brundle, and I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm... I talk about F1. <laughs> uh, there, there's, you know, it's just." Um, yeah i don't know i mean it's funny i'm not usually i don't usually mind martin talking like it doesn't, yeah he's cool he, he's fine but it's just i don't mm, i just hope yeah. i hope there's no more I, he needs to stop doing grid walks let's just let's yeah. just say that but a lot of times his takes are a little more old school than i'm mm-hmm. i'm than i'm thinking or i'm agreeing with so but. old fajitas old so, yes yes something i wanted to say before you get into qualifying was that I actually thought there was some more exciting stuff that happened in the free practices, and that was the fact that Checo just binned it immediately, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. binned it immediately, and also Lewis went fast as an FP3 after yep. going, like, 17th and, like, 13th in the first two free practices, which is mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> you yeah, found something. something yeah, you hit, yeah. The, you hit the magic button. But also, with, with Checo, though, I, I can't imagine how that must have felt for him to, like, almost immediately crash. And right. just carrying... because. During qualifying, uh, Crofty on the Sky Sports broadcast mentioned that both Albon of Williams and Sergio Perez of the dominant Red Bull team have the same amount of Q3 appearances Mm. thus far this season. I mean, after this qualifying, after this race weekend, you know, clearly he made it to Q3. But, yikes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yes. I, I also heard that Checo's pretty much used up most of his spare parts. Um, at this point, so he Oof. is, uh, yeah, definitely on pins and needles, uh, at this point, um, you know, just hodgepodge it together. Mm. It's, t- there's a lot of comparisons. There's a lot of like, you know, Ricardo's back and now, you know, Checo is seat is heating up and I'm like, uh, uh, the silly season. Why, yeah. why does it have to be so silly? Can we just, mm-hmm. you know, can we calm down with this a little bit? Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, that was that was definitely surprising, and you know, I, I think that it's so it's so hard with practice sessions and even qualifying sessions sometimes, uh, sometimes which we'll talk about, where it's hard to tell whether or not the performance of a car is because somebody else is doing worse, mm-hmm. or if you know it's the track getting better, or you know, it's just like when Magnus remember when Magnuson won that pole position, yeah. It's like that was not necessarily because Magnuson did the fastest lap, mm-hmm. but it was because of uh, uh, an external circumstance that mm-hmm. made it so that the rest of qualifying was nullified and he had it. 
Um, so that that's that's something you always have to keep in mind. You have to think about when it comes to some of these performances. So, but yeah, I would say yeah, Checo Checo um, is really kind of in a tough spot. Really, mostly because of his parts for his car. Yeah, I think that's the tough part. So, um, yeah. yeah, doesn't help that he's in a pressure cooker environment too. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You must perform. <laughs> Or you will get, get kicked out. <laughs> For comparison's sake, apples to apples. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's. I know I, that's it. Sound. I know that's like the, my Toto voice, but like the sort of like you know, everybody has a target on the back. It's like that whole feel. It's like that feels like that feels like such Red Bull. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well. Anyway. Um, yeah. So quali. So qualify. So they did a change in format for this qualifying session, um, and I actually I did a I did a I did a little story about this. I really liked it when I heard it um, mm-hmm. because right. it's doing two things. It's it's working towards uh, saving um, material uh, because I think Crofty did the math. It's like if they do this, if they were to do this for the next season going forward. Um, this time next year, they will have saved like 3,000 tires yeah. or something, yep. which is just like they'd save all this rubber, all these materials it's like that. You know, the idea to try and be more efficient, more energy, uh, more earth friendly, like I'm I'm for that. Let's 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 try and move that direction. But at the same time, it also gives a sort of strategic as a strategic element into it um, where you are literally trying to you know, conserve your tires, mm-hmm. only use what you can. And also, um, you know, do a, a kind of level the playing field in a certain sense, because some cars are going to do better on certain tires than others. Right. Yeah. So like, if you just let them do whatever they're going to do, you're almost always going to see the, the, the low teams in the bottom and the faster teams on the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with this, it sort of, it sort of just, I think it keeps it more uniform. I think it raises the stakes a little bit. And uh, I feel like on certain levels it will even the playing field a little bit, you know, because mm. at least you know, like, oh, well, the Alfa Romeo's on the soft tires, so we know that lap is going to get deleted. It's like it almost makes it seem that, like, feel like if somebody does do a really awesome result in a qualifying session, you know it's not because they're on the faster tires. It's just that was actually genuinely faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's going to be interesting. And so one of those, uh, one of the sort of mix-ups that happened that, I think kind of, I guess you could say some people blamed the new thing, but I think it was just a a matter of timing. It also speaks to another issue. And that is that Russell did not make it out of Q1. Yeah. And I, you know, whether or not it was the strategy of the drivers, whether or not it was Lando who like went past Russell that kind of, you know, ruined his sort of warm up lap, the beginning of his warm up lap. So he didn't get a chance to get to the start finish line. I don't think it was the problem of the the new format. I think it was a problem of the fact that we have these cars just go out on whenever they want to go out. Yeah. Rather than keeping that more organized, I do genuinely think it would be better if they had less cars on the track doing their qualifying. So like have more sessions, have fewer cars on track and do it that way. I think that would be yeah. better. We've talked about this before, right? How fun would that be at a race weekend to have two different qualifying sessions, right? Have mm-hmm have one driver from each team out so you have 10 cars on the track max right mm-hmm. and 
I don't know how, however you want to split it up, you know, divvy it up, whatever, right? But then you just you give every team like you get six minutes or five minutes to you know run a lap, run a couple laps, get your get your best time in, right? Because what I also like about not having the um, their teammates on track at the same time is that it would allow the driver to just do it on merit, just based on performance, not getting a toe from your teammate, right? Like how fast can you push your equipment, you know? But sure. yeah, that's all I have to add to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing that the only the only complaint that people would have with that is and it, and I can admit that this is a problem this would be a slight kind of disadvantage is like if the track develops into the next session and the other drivers mm-hmm. had already done their laps and everybody else is way faster then because of the track evolving or whatever sure like i could see that being like a problem but if you do it like elimination style you know where you have clusters of people trying to go out there put in their best lap and then you you know kind of do a almost like a tournament style thing where they kind of break it in uh, you know, I think yes. it's just kind of part yes. of it. I think it would just be part of, you know, whatever the the strategy is. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you're fast enough to move along, you know, move on, then you're moving on to a part of a time where the track is better. So your mm-hmm. lap would be, potentially be faster. If you're not faster in that first time, then, well, there you go. Then you get your position. Yeah. I think it would be better for the sport all around. I'm tired of seeing these drivers impeding each other. I'm tired of mm-hmm. these, like you know, having to abort their warm-up lap because they made a mistake or something. It's just like, yeah. the stakes should be higher. Yeah, and and the reason I'm, I'm like double, like for those of you who can't see me, I'm like pumping my fist in, in like accordance with Gabe is because this is what the sprint race should be, right? This like knockout style elimination type of thing that's way more interesting to watch versus me just watching a processional like race around like mini race around the track like this is way more fun stroll blocks somebody again okay (laughs) you know like like oh well like half the laps were aborted because stroll was in the way and created a bad traffic i'm like uh you know it's yeah it's it also would eliminate uh the 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 events like it would be less likely that you're gonna have people causing the sessions to be completely yellowed or Dude, like, you know, uh, go off to block yes. people, you know, because yes. there's less people on track, there's more exactly. likely that others are going to be able to get through. Okay. You're just eliminating variables, which is good. Yeah. Um, and also too, you could also consider it if it's like, if you don't, if it's a system where you have five drivers that all have to put in a lap to find out who was the fastest, if one driver gets knocked out, they just like crashes or something, they just pull them out and then yeah. just let the other guys do their laps. You know, you're less likely to have like, well, they didn't put in a lap because they couldn't. It's like, no, they have to mm-hmm. put in a lap. Right. I just think it would be better. We need to yeah. the F1 can take a um, can take a note from Formula E and IndyCar at this point when it comes to their qualifying. Um, because yeah, those are, those are better. I think they're more exciting, better systems. There's, there's definitely more at yeah. stake. Absolutely. Yeah. Hire us. FIA, we will be your, <laughs> we keep your race it. strategy consultants. We keep <laughs> we, saying we only, it. we only require a paltry half a million pound salary. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just ha- a half a mil. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, give me a quarter. I'll start with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> give me a hundred. <laughs> like, give me a quarter. Start mil. I- I'll start with that. You know, yeah. it's just like that, that'll, that'll, that'll get me, you know, that'll get me my RAV4 and I'll be able to buy a house and it'll be fine. Mm. You you get a Rav four? I mean, Rav fours are nice. 
Uh, they look like, like great. The, the new models, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, those new ones look great. Yeah. It's no bigger than my car. They come in four wheel drive. Yeah. They have a, a color called Lunar Rock. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I like I'm that. into it. I'm into I it. Like and that. it's a Toyota, which means it'll last forever. So, mm. you know, I just want to get get a daily driver that I'm happy with that I can take camping comfortably, and <laughs> just keep it going forever. I wouldn't yeah. be that guy that when I'm 70, I'm like, yeah, I bought this back in 23. <laughs> I have all the service notes, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I keep them in the glove box and I, I might them need in them. I binder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I might right. need them. Yeah. Well, so, so yeah. as a result of these new changes, we had a very, very very interesting Q and a Q3. Yeah. You want to say what happened there, Idris? I'm giving you the honors. Oh, man. Oh, man. Lewis got pole position. It was mm. by three thousandths of a second. I was mm. driving, actually, at the time. Well, I mean, okay, so... so <laughs> you just steered I was not road. driving. I was passenger <laughs> in the car, right? And Your wheel fly yeah. off while you drive. <laughs> Oh my God, he admitted it. Oh my God, he admitted it. <laughs> so, we we highly recommend you watch the show. Uh, what is it? Um, oh, I forget the name of the show. Yeah, it's Tim, Tim Robinson. I think you should leave. <laughs> Tim Robinson. Hilarious guy. And you'll understand where that reference came from. But anyways, yeah, so I was passenger, right? And I was like, just watching this happen. And I promise you all, I, I saw Lewis beat max and get pull and i was like slapping the dashboard and like oh my god oh my god just screaming <laughs> losing my mind because it's just so yeah. exciting people start to, the, the other people in the cars are screaming <laughs> yeah. what's going wrong well that's exactly what happened <laughs> <laughs> but no it was it was really cool to see and i think this tire strategy where you're allocating a specific set of tires per each of the qualifying rounds actually played a factor into that and i think that I would like to see them do this more, um, mm-hmm. just to see what happens, right? Like you, you can't, you can't just use one, one race weekend as a data point. You need to do, yeah, at least a handful to really get a full, full understanding of what that envelope looks like. So it was great to see, it was great to see Lewis sync everything up in the car there. Um, he was able to get a record breaking pole position, um, and that's his hundred fourth pole. That's, mm-hmm. that's crazy. It's cool because like Lewis gives off such like rock star vibes you know yeah so like when he was like it's like posing for camera camera shots and stuff you just look at him and be like oh man you're so cool you know mm-hmm. like that is one thing he has over i think most everyone else on the grid right that he just mm-hmm. is cool you know yeah he is the i i would say arguably he is the coolest yeah. person on the grid like there's then, nobody cooler than him and then danny rick is like the dude that you just want to be friends with you know what i mean like everyone's yeah, he, got their role yeah yeah no they do um they do have their role. Um, Hulkenberg is the cousin nobody talks to. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Stroll is that person. It's just like, oh, God. Like, he comes walking over. He wants to talk to you about his Yu-Gi-Oh card collection. You're like, oh, oh man. Okay. Dark Fine. Magician oh, in defense okay, mode. Stroll. You know. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, Fernando is that one uncle that when you talk to him, you find out something crazy and new about his life that you never knew before every yes. time you have a conversation. Yes. You're like, you did what? Mm-hmm. He's just like, yes, I flew a, a plane over a glacier and crashed. <laughs> and I found the remains of Amelia Earhart. Yeah. <laughs> and out of respect, I didn't want to disclose her <laughs> but location. But out of respect, yeah, I didn't so, disclose yeah. the location. So. <laughs> He's just like, what? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. No, that that yeah, no, for sure. We could we could we could dive into their full archetypes, but anyway. Yeah. Um well, yeah, so the stage was set because also, as we saw too, uh, Lando Norris was in third mm-hmm. position. Yeah. No, he's in sec- uh yeah, no, third yeah. position, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which That's is right. just the McLarens were rockets today at uh, this you know, this weekend. They the were McLaren's quick. next level. Yeah, yeah, I mean, did we think this was going to happen at the beginning of the well, season? No. Remember, <laughs> remember uh, a few episodes back, I talked about how McLaren just circled their entire car, right? Yeah. So clearly, <laughs> the upgrades did, worked. They changed <laughs> the whole car. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like, uh, you know, yeah, 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 you know uh, that car. Uh, 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 yeah. Make some changes. <laughs> yeah, literally the whole thing. And well, it paid off. So yeah. good for them. Um, I uh, they are definitely taking Aston's um, spot at this point, which really Dude. it kind of makes me sad. Yeah, um, but uh, I'm also happy for McLaren. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a uh, this is I'm just gonna plant the flag here so that we can return to it possibly later and be like he predicted flag plant i said flag paint um yeah this well this is a nostradamus moment so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll call it my nostradamus moment gabe stradamus. Um, gabe stradamus moment um lewis has been talking about how happy he is to see mclaren improving and racing again oh i know where you're going mm. well part of me is thinking that mm. if lewis does not want to retire necessarily but mercedes wants to like mix it up or maybe if lewis wants to just end his career on kind of like doing a whatever he wants to do kind of thing i could see lewis going back to mclaren if they start to improve their car again Hmm. i can see it happening imagine this imagine if towards the end of this season mclaren is winning like wins one or two races and has been is consistently like maybe a couple of pole pole positions Mm -hmm. and is like consistently getting two uh, two and three finishes I could imagine Lewis making that decision. I could imagine. Wow. Him, I could imagine him doing it. I'm not saying he will. Man. Who knows? This is, you know, I, and I kind of sit on the opposite side of the fence. I'm just thinking, like, I don't know because of what Lewis has built with Mercedes. I don't know if he would just walk away from that. So, I don't, it's gonna go one of it, if he does leave, it would be McLaren. It, it wouldn't be anywhere else. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he was certainly not racing for Ferrari. Yeah. No, <laughs> he um, man, could I? Oh, I cannot see him at at Scuderia. No, he no wouldn't. Way. He doesn't look good. At, he wouldn't look good in in uh, in in a red uh, jumpsuit like that either. I mean, no, well, I he, mean, no, well, he look good in everything. No, but, the color is more um, like he wouldn't look good in subordinate red, right? He, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't look good in. You will suppress your personality and <laughs> and and post these thirst traps for us all the time, like. <laughs> Even though he, he kind of does that, but, you know, not like what the Ferrari PR team does. Like, some of these thirst traps, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm like clutching my pearls. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, they, they their PR person knows what yeah. they're, they know what they're doing. Like, like Charles getting out of an ice bath. He's like, oh, <laughs> you know, the, the race was so hard on my back and it's very important. I don't know if that's a good Monte, uh, Monte Carlo accent. They, you know, they just have him like a monogasset. They have him laying down on like a therapy bed with like his hand. <laughs> up like the, Charles like, I need therapy after that race. And he's just like laying on like a leather couch thing with like mm-hmm. his hand over his brow, but like just ha- like shirt, like his button up shirt's like halfway yeah. open. It's just and like, got baby oil on his chest. Right. It's like, I don't just work out my muscles. I also work out my mental health. And it's just like, we're in that shirt, bro. Okay. Um, sure. Sure. 
We haven't even got to the race. <laughs> well, that's what I'm about to do. Um, so, great result for Lewis. Unfortunately, like every single person on the internet Dude. had predicted the first the first turn, uh, Max just like took it over and just he he's like a great he you know what this season is for max hmm. this season is every person that's ever played like gran turismo and just like wins every single race <laughs> it's like especially in online lobbies oh yeah my God. It, it's like if he no and not even online yeah. lobbies it's like when you're you like it's like when you get that uh you know you get to the race where it's like the only restriction it has is that your your engine has to have a turbo yeah. and like all of your competitors are in like little like turbocharged hatchbacks and then you show up with like the toyota lamar racer that's mm-hmm. got like a twin turbo v12 yep. and 1200 horsepower and you're just mm-hmm. gone mm-hmm. that that's max this season I, I don't know if maybe he has a restart button he can just like if he goes off and we, we maybe we don't know it maybe this is a sim- mm. simulation and max just hits the restart every time he has a bad start and then we just get the most effective result for him mm-hmm. who knows <laughs> yeah he just took right off but however I will say, and I did notice this, the McLarens did not let him get away that quickly. Right. They did a great job Um, keeping with him. Piastri, I think, stuck behind him within a second for Mm -hmm. at least like five or six laps, which is impressive considering, you know, the Red Bull were like, oh, we brought a bunch of upgrades to this track. And it's just like, it's worth like an extra tenth of a second. And I'm like, you know, like you've been more dominant earlier in the season. So... Mm. Um, it makes sense though that teams would be catching up at this point. Yeah, you know? like yeah. no, no advantage is ever guaranteed or cemented, right? Yeah, no, it's true. And McLaren did something right, and I'm sure there's a lot of teams that are trying to look at what McLaren did to try and figure it out. Um, which I mean, sure, yeah, they 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 should. However, uh, not all was um, as usual up front. Uh, Zhou Guanyu, which by the way, had a really, really good qualifying finish. I think he qualified fifth or something like that, like, you know, fifth or sixth. He unfortunately piled drive. Well, for one thing, he had an atrocious start. He just slid. It was like he got caught. It was like he got, well, his start, it looked like he got caught snoozing because, like, little the bit. lights went out and he was just, yeah. oh, no, and he just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's He's like, like he that was dude like, who's texting at the light. Like, yeah. Clearly, you're parked behind them, and they're clearly texting, right? Yeah. And they yeah, look yeah. up, and it's, oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what Joe Guanyu's start was like. And so subsequent, subsequently, I don't think he, I think he, you know, he sort of, he slid into the back of Danny Ricardo. Yeah. And Ricardo slid into the back of uh, Ocon, I think, and then he jumped over Gasly. Yeah. Um, came dude, down, so and bad. his chair split in half. Yeah, Ocon from the impact. Yes. Yeah, yeah, which is just, and he had to go to the hospital. That is, oof, that is, that is, ouch. Um, yeah, I will say, yeah, that was a, that was a really tough, and and, and unfortunately, both Alpines were out. Um, and that's that. the second DNF, second double DNF in, in a, a row. row. Yeah, in a row um, for Alpine. That they're having a disaster. Soccer blue. Um, <laughs> and hindsight, you know, uh, Fernando made the right choice to leave. But also, I think it, it, it unfortunately artificially kind of messed up Danny Ricardo's race. Oh, big time. Um, yeah. Because I think he probably would have done better. He did, he, I mean, he fought back to the position he qualified in after being basically punted by Joe. I, I would imagine he probably had some damage from that in the mm-hmm. diffuser, which probably slowed him down. So I still don't think that we've got, gotten to see the full um, potential of Danny. I just hope that Red Bull's not like, well, he didn't perform. 
So um, <laughs> we're going to have to swap him again. Like, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But no, I, <laughs> yeah. I, real talk, though, they, they like Danny. You know, I think he's he's got at least until the end of the season. So, yep. Yeah, no, it's true. I I think he's gonna do well. I think he, yeah, I think so. I think he's gonna. He just needs to get you get back into the groove of, especially being in that car. I mean, he was literally thrown into the yeah. into the fire, and he walked across the coals. Okay, so yeah. so we're gonna have to now come to um, our favorite, uh, most popular reoccurring segment, Mamma Mia Scuderia. No, please, 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 to wait, to wait and discuss with me. Wait, what are these tires? Sorry, it's a mistake. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, oi, 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 oi. Um, I don't know what the, I don't know what the right, the right expression so is, but. No. Okay. Just this, like hand, hand, hand emoji. <laughs> it's just, this, what like, are you guys? Uh, how, like, I mean, how, how is signs faster than Leclerc, and then you don't even switch them? This is not the first time they've done this this season. We are checking. We are checking every um, single time. I know the rear I car know. is faster. They're just like, we don't want to change it. Uh, we don't know. Uh, we are checking. Yes, I I have no idea what. Like, I don't know who they're. Who is their strategist? Like, like is it is it like. Uh, um, it's it just sounds like somebody who just does not want to take any risks you know what i mean it's like there's there's no risks being taken at ferrari you know and maybe it's because every time they took a risk it was a disaster and so now they're just like oh we just want to exist and survive it's like you guys gotta try some stuff man especially if carlos is carlos is on the soft tires i know it's just unbelievable and i think charles is on the hards and i'm like what are you doing give him like they're wasting his tires and then later on too, like there was this whole thing where Charles was asking them about strategies. It's like, yeah. oh, so like, what are, what am I supposed to, like? What are we gonna do? And he's like, we will uh, discuss after. And he's like, right. what do you mean after? <laughs> like, you mean like after let's talk about race. it now. And it's like we are going to talk later about it. And so it's just like, um, it sounds like a parent being like, we're gonna, or like a teacher being like, we're gonna talk about this after class. Okay. It's Unbelievable. Like, no, well, why can't? What's the homework? We're gonna talk about it after class. Charles, that I think that was a radio message where it sounded like Leclerc was crying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can get a clip of that uh, <laughs> and insert it, but it was so sad. It was like I am so confused. I don't know what is going on. <laughs> like, at first, I couldn't understand him because it was just so garbled, and like yeah. he must have been just taking some crazy G's, some uh, G loading he, at that point. But yeah, yeah. man, I, I mean, if he were really crying during that radio message, though. It would make sense given just how Ferrari continues to treat him and his and his boy signs. Like I am just in constant disbelief. And then a nine second pit stop. Nine mm-hmm. second pit stop mm-hmm. for Leclerc. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. He could. It's like that pit stop. It's like in a Talladega night. So the driver gets out. It's like, come on, geez, guys, I gotta take a whiz. We're in last place. Get off my ass. He's like sitting down eating a chicken burger or something. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing, guys? Um, I, I'm almost at this point where I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, 
are both of them going to leave at the same time? Are, is Ferrari going to clean house? Ooh. Or are they just, are they going to hold, like, who's going to be, who's the one that's going to end up leaving first? Like, who would you think is going to do it? I think Leclerc would leave first. I think Sainz, who would take Sainz? Sainz, I think Sainz can drive. I don't yeah. know if he would be considered to be, like, a top, like, oh, we got to get Sainz. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's tough. I think as much as I, I think, like him, yeah, I think he's worth it. I just don't think that he's given been given an opportunity, which is to show it. Yeah, yeah, which is you could say that for a lot of drivers, but mm-hmm. like you know, oh, you look at somebody like you know, like I think if Carlos was in the Aston Martin, he'd probably mm-hmm. be doing a lot better. You sure. know what I mean? I just think the Ferrari is just wallowing right now. They're just mm-hmm. they're spiraling, and I just I don't. It's just this isn't their season, and who knows if next will be their season either. I mean, who knows? You know. You know when their last season was though? Mm, uh, twenty twelve, <laughs> two thousand seven. Man, when they won the championship. Yeah, right? I guess it's true. They were like, really competitive in twenty twelve with Alonso, which was a but, great season to watch. But, but but see, that's the problem with Ferrari, right? They're competitive, and then they just they they, they they they're like that person who's like running a race, right? And then they see the finish line coming up, and they're just like, all right. I'm good. Or they they celebrate <laughs> preemptively in yes. the next step and just like sprints past yes. them at the last second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, the they, tortoise in the hair kind of thing, you know. Yes. Yeah. They get caught they sleeping did, a lot, and they I think the it's same, because they're like we're Ferrari. Yeah, they did the same thing with Seb, right? Mm. Like Sebastian Vettel should have won. It, was it 2017, 2018? I can't remember. Oh. I think it was 2017. Like, and then when he mm. spun out in Germany, it was just his season was over at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was like really, really giving it to Lewis and Mercedes. Yes. And like they were just exchanging blows back and forth. It was a great season to watch. Yeah. But then when he spun out there, it was just kind of game over. Yeah. And also, I think it was a year after where Seb started losing faith in them, mm-hmm. right? Because of the whole engine cheating scandal, which I think everyone at this point has pretty much like forgotten acknowledged about. that, yeah, they were just like, well, forgotten about, but also acknowledged that, yeah, they were cheating with their engine and they were burning um, like oil, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That, that was, that was a, really interesting era i'm saying all this because i want ferrari to be good and actually like execute on that ability of being good and execute on that promise of we are ferrari right yeah because i you feel know, like if ferrari is good it's okay to throw stones at them you know well I mean? well ferrari is really good at playing the kind of the anti-hero or like the bad yes. guy um their confidence and their smarminess yeah. is really they do it really well when they're winning yeah to where it feels like oh wow those ferraris mm, i'm gonna get mm-hmm. you but when it's red bull it's just kind of like oh guys really yeah you know yeah uh, yeah. Especially from like Christian Horner, where he's just he's just so smarmy and like mm-hmm. just kind of snarky. He's real snarky. They're real sassy over there, and then they got like a weird racist grandpa, and it's just like uh, you know, it's like I, I just mm. there's something about it that just feels like uh, it. Yeah, it just it feels like that one sports team. It feels like you. It feels like everybody is like a high school football team up against that one rival team that's really smug. You know, mm. they got a they got a, a slightly larger marching band. Their their uh, snack table that the parents provide is way more well funded than yours. Oh yeah. So like it's all that sort of stuff where you just you just you don't like them because they're kind of smug and they're better equipped. Mm, sure. It's just like you and uh, you know it's just I think everybody is perpetually vote uh, you know supports the underdog. But when Lewis was Hamilton was winning with Mercedes, it was cool to watch because you're just like, oh, man, you know, because they also like conducted themselves in such a way that didn't feel like it just felt like they were just that good. 
they just you know it's like it's like watching the one athlete that's like a really nice guy that's just so much faster than everyone you're like well he's clearly going pro you know Mm. what i mean and you just can't help but admire it and i think that's that's sort of where i'm at with it you know as far as the red bull dominance of this of this season you know Mm. speaking of red bull dominance um this ended up in a uh and an- another win for uh, y- your boy, Mr. Mm. Verstappen. Fishsticks Vanderkamp. Fishsticks Vanderkamp. I mean, it was really good, though, to see just how dominant they are. And it's just, well, not, I shouldn't say really good. It's just, it, this is just another example of just how dominant they are. And, um, I mean, first off, kudos to them for just having such a beast of a machine and having a driver who is capable of, like, handling it, right? and pulls pulls out all the performance he's able to out of that thing mm-hmm. um i mean checo was just tearing through everyone though when he finally got on like a good set of tires after the hards i think he got off of the hards and went to the mediums maybe yeah because mm-hmm. i think yeah. i think he had they had multiple stops right mm-hmm. and um he was able to he was able to get up to uh up to p3 right so that was really good fascinating to see just him tear through and kind of have like a mission drive you know a mission statement drive i should say yeah um i think if hamilton had one or two extra laps he would have gotten Dude, perez 100 percent. yeah I, I think so i also want to acknowledge um you know norris had his second podium finish in a row um mclaren finished right up at the top which is wonderful for them mm-hmm. uh, they had a great race it was really awesome to see Piastri out there too. Piastri conducted himself very professionally, and I think it goes to show, like you know, some of these like the rookies, like you know, I, like Piastri, they was the one that everybody was fighting for, and um, I think he's the he is the I think if there's anybody that's going to be the rookie of the season, it's going to be him, uh, Piastri, yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. He doesn't. Nick, I mean, Nick DeVries is gone. He's not even <laughs> in the running anymore. Yeah. Um and, and Sargent uh, hasn't made a good showing. Yeah, he well he spun out. He was like the only person that spun out yeah. in the race. So, um, so yeah, I, th- I you know kudos to Piastri. I also noticed in his driving style when he was driving, he's mm-hmm. very smooth. Driver. Yes, his yes. Mo- his movement on the steering wheel is very calculated and very smooth, which is that is some world championship shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like Fernando Alonso is just as smooth jensen button is also super smooth like hamilton too like you can usually tell if they have to wrestle the car because if they're mm-hmm. seeing their hands moving all over the place it's like oh that's a rough car but if they yeah. got a smooth confident car you see that that they're not aggressive like you know carlos is very aggressive i think danny is very aggressive mm-hmm. um but a lot of these guys are real smooth operators and real smooth drivers so mm. um it was really cool to see that yeah uh, but yeah well, um, I think the uh, the only thing I, I don't know if you saw, I certainly noticed, um, during the podium celebrations, Lando knocked over Max's Dude, trophy. What was that? What was that? Okay, so like watching it, right? It looked like he was just trying to shake up the bottle, but it also looked like he was purposely trying to like whack the trophy, right? Did it, did it look like that? He probably had champagne in his eyes and he didn't notice because Dude, he just knocked it over. <laughs> I okay, so someone posted on the on the uh, Formula One subreddit like another like a side view of that from where the fans were standing in the fan zone, right, mm-hmm. watching the the podium ceremony, and it looked like he just kind of like looked around and then just goes, bam, <laughs> and shatters it. 
one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like, uh, what? Oh my god. He well, he's gonna he's gonna have to he's gonna have to run over there and give uh, Red Bull some super glue or something. <laughs> you know, like to put it back together. That would be a funny. You know, that'd be a funny video for McLaren. And like, yes. if, if you imagine if McLaren and Red Bull did a joint video together, where it's like like Norris comes over to the Red Bull pits or walks into their you know into their facilities with a bottle of super glue and it's like okay let's let's do this <laughs> yeah know, like you know it doesn't have to be the real thing too they can just stage a faked one you know yeah. and just have the real one reproduced or whatever but be, um, yeah. i think that would be i think that's kind of that would be kind of a history thing It'd be like you know fun fact like you know this uh you know this trophy was broken by lando norris and his second ever podium finish <laughs> yeah. you know or whatever and you see like the the really terrible gorilla glue like swole parts in it you know um i think that would be kind of fun that that would be yeah. a video just I would lean like into it yeah lean into it yeah but man i i agree with you about piastri he is absolutely just so composed under pressure right and i said this last episode he just seems to really have a good feel for what he needs to be doing maybe that year off Helped him just uh, find some zen <laughs> that yeah. he could he could utilize in in, right. in his racecraft, and he's just so cool and collected. It's really really yeah. cool to watch, and yeah. he's going places. Yeah, well, I think he's definitely arrived onto the scene after mm-hmm. his reaction shot from that guy with the rockets falling over at the Austrian Grand Prix. Um, that was like oh, a funny yeah. moment. You remember Dude, he had like boy. he was like <laughs> drinking his drink, and, like give the side eye to the camera. It's like okay. <laughs> Um, I think, and also now that he it has was like so a, funny. yeah. Well, I also think that now he's got a quick, quick car. I think it's uh, it is genuinely showing like that he is somebody that knows how to handle himself, and he can you know uh, is managing um, a race and is you know dealing with the pressures, the the circumstance again. So. Yeah. Speaking of the rocket, dude, how did we not talk about that the last episode? <laughs> 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 rocket man. <laughs> burning on a fuse out here with gold oh god dude like it happened and then when it cut to pia first off like the director of photography knew exactly what they were doing when they cut to ps <laughs> <laughs> he's just like <laughs> he, he was all of us at that moment right <laughs> he was because i saw it and i was just like wait what is happening did that did that just happen? Was that live? <laughs> I hope that guy's okay, but jeez. If you don't it's know like, what we're talking about, at the it was the Austrian Grand Prix, right? Yes. At the Austrian Grand Prix, uh, before the race, they had like a rocket troop, um, and they're it's jetpack jetpack guys, right? So they have like some jetpacks they invented from some I think it's some some tech bro who has some company that they do that. It's clearly like a tourism type of thing. It's not like. Mm mainstream commercially produced available for anyone to buy but there's like five or six of them like flying down the down the track as if they're like you know running a race and i think it was the lead dude who just like ate it he just bend it, <laughs> it just one like... of his rockets on his arm like failed and he's just like well and he just goes down. <laughs> like no salvaging this like yeah. <laughs> i wish somebody oh, should have put man. like how to the danger zone like over that whole thing had <laughs> I known in hindsight like I would have <laughs> oh man Top Gun Maverick in real life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well oh, um man. 
anyway, uh, the uh, I think the only I only really have one more note to say about this race um, that I uh, one point I kind of want to talk about or bring up. It's something that was a carryover from the last race to uh, mm. I think it's something that Crofty has talked about. I think that they need to make so they made changes to the qualifying, which is great. They mm-hmm. need to make changes to the DRS and how it operates. Yes. Um, yep. Because there were two DRS zones, one activation zone. Most of the drivers would pass after the first long straight and then would be ahead of the other driver and then get the DRS again to further push their advantage so that the person behind them could not fight back. And it's just, and it's also like, I mean, not even just that. It's just the fact that it doesn't matter what position the driver is in in front of you, even if it's a back marker, it could be last place. Mm-hmm. And Max would still be able to follow up behind them and use DRS in two yeah. zones. And I don't, I don't like that. I don't think that the DRS needs to be abolished. I don't think it needs to be getting rid of because I think that it is an interesting aspect and it Mm -hmm. can help with certain passes and it can, you know, it kind of gets exciting when it's like, oh, like he's within a second, he can use DRS. Like it suddenly becomes this exciting thing. Um, I just think it needs a time restriction. I just think that you can, you should only be able to use it so many times, you know, um, before you can't use it. It's like in Mario Kart when you get that gold mushroom, once it's done, yeah, it's done. Can't use it anymore. You can only yeah. use it so much, you know, and unless you get another one. But like, you know, we're, we're not going to put transparent cubes out on the track. But yeah, I mean, I, we have we have rock, we have jetpack dudes. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> he's the one. He just shows up at the beginning of the race, like he's like Lakitu. He, yeah, he's got the cloud and like a like a you know, um, <laughs> hoisting up the cars. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I just yeah, I, I think the DRS is something that needs to be changed. I think that yeah. it'd be more interesting if they had a time restriction because then some drivers might not have it. Some might use it up too quick. Some might be might, some might save it until the very end. Mm-hmm. I can imagine Max like never really needing to use it until somebody tries to challenge him. You know, and then maybe they can hold on long enough and he used mm-hmm. up his DRS and suddenly, you know, and they still had a little bit in the tank and they managed to pass him. Like, it would be interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be a better use of that system. So, or, or get rid of DRS altogether. I, I know that's maybe not right. Uh, are the cars powerful enough to overtake each other on track? And, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? It's it's a question mark. Absolutely, it is. It is a question mark. Oh, and also, uh, too, le- uh, the last note I had was I actually forgot how much I do enjoy this track, even though it's this so race, fun. even though this race was a little processional, yeah, um, to a certain extent. Um, it is still a very fun track. Uh, mm-hmm. Good elevation changes. Um, yep. uh, great. There's a couple of really, really good passing zones. It has had some really spectacular races in the past. And I did hear that it, it is on going to be on the calendar, calendar at least until 2032. So we're going to get quite a lot of time. Yeah. With it. No, it's good. It's good to have like some mainstays, some staples that we always see on the calendar from year to year, you know? Yeah. Um, Hungaroring, if it went away, it'd be it'd be a bummer because it's a really fun track, and I mean the qual- qualifying showed some really good racing, you know, and yeah. even the race today with some overtaking. I think the only other note I want to add is just that Nico Rosberg had a dope ass shirt during that <laughs> post race interview. That was balling. Did you see that thing? I didn't see it. Man, I'm gonna have to look it up. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like. Well, you know, you know what? Go buck wild with it. Like, let's. Yeah. Uh, you know, get all get all glamorous. I also like that 
uh, Nico Rosberg was uh, defending uh, Lewis a little bit from Christian Horner during um, the post qualifying. Um, because like Christian was like, oh, well, you know, Max had a little off and, you know, but he still managed to get the lab together. And Rosberg was like, yeah, Lewis also had a little off too. So mm-hmm. um, like it's yeah. probably closer than you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> he, maybe they're becoming best friends again. Who knows? Maybe. Secretly, you know. Maybe. Maybe that's who's who Hamilton's secretly Reunited dating is Rosberg. And it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to F1 or F Off. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you want to hit us up, uh, please do so. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitter, all at F1 or F Off. You can also send us an email at F1 or F Off Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. We would love you forever. And be sure to Ooh. share it with your friends your family, and as I said before, your enemies, that weird creeper on the bus, your coworker <laughs> Diane, who works in HR, yep. the whole accounting department, um, the guy that bags your groceries, just let them all know. Yeah, let them know. Also, I was just saying, that's a commitment, like, love you forever. That Forever, that's a long time. That is, I mean, more, than, that is more than a year. I got a lot of love in the tank. <laughs> you know, I, I don't need to be tapping into my reserves just yet, mm. if, I, if I'm being honest. So... Yeah, no cost cap with our love. No, no capping. All bussing. (laughs) Bussing.